0: Welcome back to Vision in the Valley. I wanted to kind of catch up with you guys, and I know that this is not supposed to be a one-stop mission. This is not supposed to be the finality of it, and then I've done the thing I'm supposed to do. It's supposed to be something where I'm enjoying the work as I talk to you all at the very beginning of the intro, getting some joy out of it. It's supposed to be enjoying the testimony, sharing with you, as I recall to my mind and as I share with you, all of that is supposed to take place. And what I've learned about myself is that even when I know better, I still get stuck in those old habits or old ways. So this is also an opportunity for me to to say, stop it. You, You just move forward with what you know you're supposed to do and stick to it. If it's one day at a time or one recording at a time, then you just do that and you enjoy the process of doing it. Because that is what the blessing is, not the destination, but the journey of it all. And the reason why I know that this is something I've been called to do its because it's a part of my everyday life. It's a part of my life, even when I'm dreaming. And that leads me into the dreams that I've had, several dreams, in fact, over a course of time. And we're going to kind of loop them in together because it's later that I realize that they're actually a segue into each other. So I had been having dreams where I'm moving so fast. I'm in a vehicle of some sort, whether it's a car, a train. I remember being on a bus and someone else is driving. And on some occasions, I'm going so quickly, so fast. You know, there are people around, if it's if it's like a larger vehicle, like a bus or a train, I'm looking at the other passengers like, do you guys feel this is going too fast? You know, trying to get the reaction from it. And if I'm in the car by myself, I'm actually saying, like, what's going who's driving this car? <laughs> what's going on? And so some of the times I'm able to get to the driver's seat and sometimes I'm not. And, and the the it's funny because I'm going at what I'll call warped speeds. And so to get to the front of the vehicle, I'm actually having to pull, like hold on. To whatever is in front of me to, to get to the front. And I'm feeling this, I'm physically feeling this in my dreams. And as you and I get better acquainted, you'll find that that's true for me in my, in my dreams, but I'm pulling myself, trying to like get to the front. And I'm even if the the vehicle may be shaking, shifting from left to right, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm going with it and holding on, trying to get to the front. And there was one occasion that I remember getting to the front of the bus and there was no one driving it. And I even said that aloud, who's like, who's driving this? Who's in charge here? And I end up getting in, into the driver's seat trying to, to, you know, to manage the destination. So that has happened over a course of times. And the thing that's been the common denominator would be the fact that it was going super fast. And I wouldn't know where I was going. That was less important. In fact, most of the time where I'm going isn't even in my mind's eye. I just know that I'm on this, on or in this vehicle and it's going fast. It's going so fast that it's worrying me. So that may speak to the part of me that needs to be in control. But the physical part of it being fast is what always weighs heavily on my mind. Like the thing that's in my dreams where I can kind of figure this is something I need to be paying attention to is if it's something that's not the norm and if it's something that's repeated weighing on my mind. After so many of these dreams, I had another dream where I, I think I was on a train with this one. And again, warp speed and I'm kind of pulling my way to the front of the uh, car so that I can find out what I can do to discover who's driving this train, if there's anyone in fact driving this train, if I can help, if I should get off, what, what's going on. And I get to the front and of course, there's no one driving it. And that's when I get in the get into the seat. And in this particular dream, again, I was going super, super fast, probably even faster than on the other occasions. And when I get into the seat, there's always something happening where i feel like i have to pray cuz i'm afraid maybe we're we're going to crash or i'm just afraid period because we're going so fast and i need to pray so instead of just being worried and afraid and being a nightmare it becomes a testimony in my dream if you will i become you know i'm very conscious of the fact that the lord has me covered even if i think it's a a, a real thing that's happening not just like this is a dream i think it's real I find myself making sure that I pray my way out of that situation. And so in this particular dream, I begin to pray. And I had like, um, the only way I could describe this is when I say breakthrough. I've, I've shared this with a couple of people. And each time I've shared it, I've always used the word breakthrough. Because it was as if a barrier had been broken through that's the only way I can describe it. And when it happened, I could feel in my dream once again the shift of the the breakthrough. And so now I've gone from going to through super fast speed, right, to the point where I'm worrying about how quickly I'm going to now I'm in this very very still place and When I open, I think I get, I'm afraid, right? Because I'm going so fast. It's like earth shattering fast. So I close my eyes. When I open my eyes, there's nothing but black night and stars, just stars all over the place. So I know that I'm in space. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel fearful. I'm just there. And then there's this weightlessness of it all, that was another thing that I was very aware of. The same way I was very aware of the quickness, the, the pace of the vehicle is the same way and how I had to hold on to keep from shifting from left to right or falling over is the same awareness I had when I've gotten to this this open space with the, the stars and the, and the black sky. Like I said, I'm not alarmed, I'm just there. And as I'm gazing out, you know, from my, my own body, look, looking out, I can see some things in the in the atmosphere, like further away. And as they start to shift or, you know, like float, if you will, like there is no gravity. As they begin to float toward me, I become fearful again. Right. Because I don't know. This is the unexpected. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if this is a bad guy. I often describe the thing that's uh, bothering me or the thing that's going to give me fear in the dream is the bad guy. So you'll hear me say that often, but I don't know if this is a bad guy or if it's really nothing at all or if it's something that I should be um, aware of. Like at this point, I don't know that I knew that it was a dream, but I knew that it was something important happening. I ended up knowing that it was a dream going you know, further into this. And I'll, and I'll tell you when, but it's it's still was still real enough for me to be concerned about it. So as the image got closer to me, it revealed itself as being an astronaut, but it was a cartoon figure astronaut. Right, it was like what you would see, you know, in a comic. The the regular circle for the helmet and the space suit, a little tank that's connected from the helmet. And as it got closer and I did say cartoon. I said that for a reason because I think that for my for me to know that this is not a quote-unquote bad guy or something that I needed to worry about, it was revealed to me in a very comical comic book way, non-threatening way, and that way I could receive what was going to happen, what the message was about and not be alarmed if it had been a man in an astronaut suit coming to me that might've frightened me. And I would have gone and, you know, maybe even shaken myself to wake from the dream. This was more of a non-threatening, you know, ride this thing out. And that's exactly how I felt when I saw it. I'm like, okay. Cause I was saying to myself, what is that? What is that? Cause it was coming from afar it was slowly coming into view. And when it did come I'm like, that's an astronaut. And so I looked, I said, oh my gosh, this is space. I'm in space. There's star- That's what these stars are about. That's what this black sky is all about. And I, I knew then that I was dreaming and I felt um, such a heaviness from what I realized is happening. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up now as I speak to you because it is so profound the way that the Lord speaks our love language And he gets my attention when I'm asleep and listening fully. During the day, I'm moving about so quickly. So he speaks to me when I'm asleep. And I think about how even the fact that the comic-like astronaut came in that way instead of another way was one of those opportunities to say, stay here, stay in the space. Let's see what's happening before you start to get all excited and panic which you're prone to do. So uh, I, that's profound to me. And then the fact that, so, okay, so astronaut, okay, I'm in space, wow. And then I started to think about, you were going warp speeds, all oh, that speed was like warp speed. And then I almost like broke the sound barrier, if you will, that barrier that I was talking about. Is it the sound barrier? But that's what my dream manifested as. And so now we're in space. I know I'm in space because I've seen an astronaut, right? In case you didn't know where you were, in case the stars and black sky wasn't enough for you to know, I'm sending an astronaut. Like, okay, I'm in space. And then what blew my mind is that as the astronaut was coming toward me, I reached out my arm, my left arm. I was reaching it up as if to touch it to see if it were real or something. And as I reached out and lifted my arm up to do that, I saw my bare arm, my brown bare arm reaching out from my viewpoint, right? So I said immediately, even in my dream, I was able to be aware of this. And I said, Wow, I'm in space. And what is required of others to be here in this at this elevation, the helmet oxygen, a special suit. And in case I forgot it, here is this comic astronaut character in front of me reminding me of what's what's required to be in a space like this, in a place like this. But here I am in the same altitude with just me. And what? how do I know that? Because as I lifted my arm out to reach out to the this character, my arm was revealed. So I woke up. And I knew right away, it's like, okay, the Lord is blessing you. What is required for other people will not be required of you. All you need to be in this space, what's greater than, you know, the atmosphere, you're out here now, right? What's greater than that? What other people will require, what most people will require to be here, to be able to breathe, move, you know, stay conscious, they need these things well, the Lord's blessing you so that all you need to do is be you and be where you need to be. Be it, be where you're supposed to be at the time you're supposed to be it. And you will have the advantages as, as if you had a, a space suit or helmet or oxygen. And I, I don't want to move too quickly from that because that's huge. That's huge. If I look at it, from a perspective of if you think you need a, a certain amount of uh, degrees or a certain number of years, and in my case, working at the hospital, having a certain acronym behind your name to justify to people that you qualify to be in this particular role, he's saying to me that I'm going to bless you the way you are without any of those things. Sure, Sheila and Nancy and and Greg, they needed those things to get to that point. And that was fine, but I'm going to bless you in the skin you're already in without any of those extra things. And that's just so amazing to me. I told my good friend at work, I told her about it. And I told, I think both of my daughters about it. And I, even when I say this to you now, I think about the weight of it all. And so the next part, is another chapter in Blowing My Mind. I wouldn't say it was the following Sunday, but shortly after I had that dream, Pastor Glenn was preaching 1230 service. And I wish I could go back and find which service it was because then I'd know exactly when my dream happened. And I was in church, so I didn't realize what he was wearing, but he had like a white button-up on underneath it. He had the shirt open and underneath it was a shirt that had like a, an astronaut on it. And I didn't see it while I was in church. It wasn't until, you know, when service is so good, you go back and you, you want to watch it again. That's what happened to me. It was powerful and it matched what I was going through and And I'm like, oh my gosh. I ended up calling my daughter and said, Ash, look at what Pastor Blunt is wearing. And then I called my friend Rona. and said, oh my gosh, are you in service? Did you watch service? Did you go to service? Because I told them about this dream prior to him wearing this shirt. And it just blew my mind because I believe in miracle signs and wonders. And my God talks to me in such a clear, specific way. And i I said, "Wow, So I've had more connection points from that day that i I, I could weave into other episodes, but for this episode, I'm gonna also weave in one other dream where I've so I've been going through a divorce for quite some time, so we have separate established lives. And so all of a sudden, I had started to dream about him like often. In fact, in the month of February, which is his birthday, I probably had six dreams about him. So it went from zero to dreaming about him often. But in this particular dream, we were in like my old house, the house we shared with our kids and the phone rang and we were sleeping. And so the phone rang and and, uh, he got up to answer the phone. The phone was actually on my side of the bed on my nightstand. But he got up to answer the phone and he said, it's for you. And I was like, well, who's calling? And he said, the church is calling. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. And I grabbed the phone. And then, you know, in dreams, how objects turn into different things. The phone turned into an iron. and But I could still talk on it. Like, you know, an iron that you iron your clothes with. So I was still talking. And it was like a, a recorded message. You know, Pastor Hannah sent out the get you get you up and going to get ready for church the next day or whatever so it was one of those recorded messages but it was something like the weather is giving you an excuse not to come out but i need you to come out anyway we're gonna send somebody to get you don't worry and as i was hanging up the phone my ex-husband was looking at me like what's what's that about and i said oh no pastor hannah's making sure that we get to church <laughs> we get to church Sunday, but I'm a drive. I'm a, I'm I'ma drive. I got a new car. I don't need to, I don't need to take the bus. That's, you know, one of those things. And so I, when I woke up, I thought about, oh my gosh, first of all, I don't, what's the significance of my ex-husband being the dream, still working that out, but the church is calling, stop playing it. The, the church is calling. You cannot get any more specific than that. And so between that dream And the dream with Pastor Glenn having the t-shirt on and segue into the dream that I had about the space, uh, together I know that I'm supposed to do more. And I'm going to talk about the more in my very next episode, which is called The Vantage Point. And I'm going to tell you now that The Vantage Point dream I had about six to seven months ago and then now we are in the series, currently in the series at church, and it's the series is called Vantage Point. So I'll be sharing that with you so you can see the, the connection there, too. But I say that things are happening in a very fast time frame for me. They're, they're going so fast that I feel like maybe I don't have control over what's happening and that maybe I need to be in the seat. Or who, I'm not sure who's driving. And I, and I want to relinquish that control thing. But what I do know is that the moment that I pursued my way to find out what was happening and got in the seat is the one time I had this breakthrough. When I'm just wondering who's who's driving, I, I didn't have that breakthrough. When I'm just worried about how fast we're going, I didn't have that breakthrough. But the moment I said, you know what, who's driving? Let me find that out. Let me just, let me figure this out. And when I finally got to the front, that is when it took off. And then when I was in that space of peace, I learned the biggest part, and which the one I would like to leave you guys with, is that if we listen to what he's telling us, and it may, you know, different things are being said to you in different ways, but I think it's beautiful. It's mind-blowing to say that the Lord is going to bless me in a way that what was required of someone else is not what required, is not going to be required of me, that he's going to bless me with just what I have right now. So if that is just two years of experience where someone else has had 10 If that is blessing you where you have a bachelor's degree and they say that you need a doctorate or, you know, whatever those things are, whatever those requirements were for everyone else, don't let what's on paper keep you from believing in whether the Lord will bless you in that. I'm telling all of you right now that I know that that's true and I'm going to be sharing with you an episode where I'm going to be telling you how it manifested in my regular daily life where something someone else was required have, it didn't matter for me. I was able to receive that blessing. We serve a limitless God and we are well suited for high altitudes. So space doesn't scare us. You've been anointed by the most high. So go for it with that. Be encouraged and I'll talk to you soon.